0: mm mm-hmm. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Glojo. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and today I am honored and so excited to introduce you to the wonderful, the fabulous, the extremely inspiring Mandy Balak. Mandy is the founder and CEO of The Ace Collective, and The Ace Collective is an online community that helps entrepreneurs to thrive from the inside out using their proven success framework of accountability, confidence, and energy, A-C-E. From business skills training, mindset, and energy work to wellness and goal-setting sessions, Ace offers a goldmine of resources and all of the tools that ambitious business owners need to create a healthy, profitable business and a rich, meaningful life. Their mission is to help members create better results in their business and a life that lights them up. And I could not be more here for it. Honestly, this conversation with Mandy was so inspiring and I received so many reminders that I know I personally need in my life right now. So whether you're a business owner or you're someone who is dedicated to building a career and a life that truly lights you up and a life that you enjoy and that you look forward to waking up for and getting out of bed each and every day, this conversation is for you. Mandy shares her personal experiences in such a grounded, powerful, practical way. I cannot wait for you to listen to this. We talk about values and how important it is to be in tune with your values and make decisions that are aligned with them. We talk about burnout and how you can avoid burnout and how you can build a business and an exciting life without burning out. Burnout is something that I've personally dealt with for so many years, and I absolutely love Mandy's perspective on all of this. It is so valuable, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this. We also talk about self-care and the myth of self-care. Now, if you're a regular at the Glojo, you know that I am a fan of self-care, but here's the thing, and I love that Mandy said this, you can do all of the face masks in the world and you can take all of the bubble baths in the world, but if you are ignoring red flags and if you are not in alignment with your personal truth and your values, it does not matter how much self-care you do. You're not going to get the results that you're looking for. And I admittedly have been that person doing all the self-care, but ignoring the red flags or ignoring the elephant in the room, that ultimately was just holding me back and not helping me move forward and achieve the goals in the life that I desired. We also talk about doing more of the things that bring you joy and more of the things that light you up. Mandy talks about her quarterly routine, how she does energy audits. And this is actually something that I recently just recorded a podcast interview on, time management versus energy management, and how important it is to pay attention to what drains you and what fulfills you and what lights you up and what's adding to your cup instead of draining your cup. She also shares her personal daily energy routine and rituals and a ton of other stuff. Plus, she shares a gift. I am so excited for you to tune into this conversation today. Enjoy, and I cannot wait to hear from you. I'm so excited to be here with you today, Mandy. Welcome to the Glojo podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, I know we connected earlier this week, and when we were talking, like, oh my gosh, I, I could just talk to this woman for hours on end about so many things. And I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today because I think more than ever, talking about topics like burnout and hustle versus alignment and actually like being healthy and putting yourself first while still being ambitious and building your business and making your dreams come true is more important than ever. So I agree. Yeah, so welcome. It's going to be good. So before we dive into the interview, do you want to share anything with the Glojo listeners about yourself and your story and how you've come to build the incredible Ace Collective and the Ace Talks podcast and everything else? Like, it's really, really impressive what you've built over the years. Thank you so much. And
1: thanks for the opportunity to share. I'm really looking forward to digging into this conversation with you as well. A lot of the conversations we're going to talk about today are very near and dear to my heart because I've experienced them in the trenches and I am the burnout queen. So I love talking about burnout because, you know, really my intention with my business and everything that I do is to open a door for someone else in any way that I can. So I, you know, first and foremost, just want to say like, I'm a very open book. I'm very Vulnerable, very real about sharing my experiences and my stories, because I know that if you can be wise enough to listen to them, it might save you some time in the trenches. And mm-hmm. I've certainly been there. I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I have three businesses, um, my first business was a media company that's still alive and and thriving um, across the country It's called Date night Canada. We started in Calgary we've now expanded across the country and and we have all sorts of date ideas and experiences wow. and things like that. Um, so thats that was my first baby which I actually started as uh, in a university school project in 2012 and that's, that's uh, amazing yeah so that was that was a whole lot of fun I mean, Uh, sure, we'll dig into that. But, you know, that was the first time I really experienced uh, imposter syndrome. Also some really early failures there that built up my skin to to venture down the entrepreneurial path. My second business was a media publication. It was a, a printed magazine. Actually, I was audacious enough to start a print magazine in 2014. And uh Beautiful publication based specifically in Calgary. It was about being a lifestyle publication for millennials and sharing stories of a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of amazing people that make uh, Calgary so great. Shut that business down in 2016. Some really great lessons about partnerships and the finances were, you know, really tough. Lots of great lessons there. And that led me to building the ACE Collective. And shutting down the doors of that magazine actually put me into a place where I was really, really depressed. And I had a really hard time looking at myself in the mirror and seeing anything but a failure looking back at me. I pushed everyone out of my life at that time. I went from being the girl that was invited to everything because people wanted me to write about them in my magazine to being the one that where people were like, oh, don't ask like, you know, overnight. And so that was really, really tough on me. I mean, I was young and uh, didn't have this, this experience of such a, you know, devastating thing happened to me at that point. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't have the tools in my toolkit that I do now where I realized that I actually wasn't a failure. The magazine failed and it wasn't an identity that I needed to take on. And I'm grateful for that experience and so grateful for that experience because it led me to align with my purpose and my values and my vision for my life and my business in a far more healthy, sustainable, responsible way. And when I built the Ace Collective, we originally started by doing brunches. And the brunches were really about inviting people in to have vulnerable conversations to talk about the real things. Social media makes everything look so white, picket fence, awesome. We got it all figured out, you know. And having just experienced this shit storm, Yeah, (laughs) literally, I was like, this is wrong. This is wrong that no one is talking about this. This is wrong that I got to walk around and be like, no, I'm fine. Everything's good. No, it's it's oh, I'm totally okay that that happened. Uh, No, let's talk about the struggle because that's what connects us. And so many of us have so much in common, but we're comparing ourselves instead of really coming together and, and having these tough conversations. So that's where A started. I wanted to build a better table around me. I wanted to surround myself with people that were willing to be real and vulnerable. That brunch series was a speaker and keynote series, and then that expanded across Canada. And then we turned that into a conference. And then we turned that into a membership community and an intimate group and forum for women entrepreneurs specifically to come together and support each other. And now, you know, that's really led me towards this journey of how do you build a business sustainably? How do you build a business responsibly? How do you build a business in alignment? Because hustle got me here and hustle is a requirement. You got to get your stripes at, at some point, you know, you've that's, that's a part of, of being in business and learning, right? However, the lessons learned along the way, you can start to become a lot more aware of your energy and how your business feels. And I'm sure we'll dig into all of that, but that's a little bit of my background and what led me to building the ACE Collective. And ACE is a community for women entrepreneurs that is all about helping women to thrive from their inside out and to build thriving businesses while taking care of themselves. So... Mm -hmm. Wow. So we can share some stories.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I learned a lot about you there. Thank you so much for being open and real and vulnerable and sharing that. I could talk about so many different points there, but I love sustainable and responsible. And I think at one point there would have been a part of me that's like, oh, responsible. But mm-hmm. when you, as you, as you mature in your, you know, I guess it's like as you become an adult and in yeah. your evolution, As a business owner, you realize that there, it is a really important piece and how you're showing up and the decisions you're making. And, and also social media, man, I go so on and off with it because it is one of those things I want to share exciting things, but I also do want to be vulnerable. But then there's been times where I'm like, Oh man, this is such a hard time. I don't want to be that girl where everyone's like, Oh God, she's like, putting oh, all yeah, of her yeah. stuff. So it's like, how how do you share vulnerably and responsibly? So I just love that you've created the Ace Collective as a platform and as a community for women to have these conversations, because so often we really are experiencing the same things and mm-hmm. we're just afraid to say it. And we think we're the only ones. And in my okay. experience, when you lead with Honesty and you start the conversation, then everyone is like, You're experiencing that? I am too. Or I've gone oh, yeah. through that before, and it can become a really great support. So I just love what you've started. And I've experienced a ton of burnout over the years oh, myself. Yeah. Actually, almost two years to the date, I had a huge body meltdown. My oh, body was my like, like, No, you're not allowed to do this anymore. And then last year, I ended up with a concussion, which made me extremely aware. Of the time I was spending working and on my computer screen. Both of the events were blessings in disguise because it really made me evaluate how I was spending my time, the lifestyle I was living. And it truly wasn't sustainable, even though parts of it were aligned and it was fun and exciting. Uh There was a really good chunk that was out of habit or out of probably ego, if I'm being honest, like, but I wanna go to that event and I wanna see those people and I want to do those things, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So I relate deeply to burnout and yeah. And also as a creative person, I have a ton of ideas and I want to get a ton done. And it's like, how do you learn to keep up with the ideas? (laughs) I've always said my body cannot keep up with my spirit, man. How do I learn how to operate and bring these ideas to life and out into the world but without burning out, and so that's constantly been a conversation that I've had, where I'm like, "Come oh, on, buddy, yeah. we've just got to learn." And I, you, you know, I've learned to take care of myself in a lot better ways. I want to I, I want to yeah. say something that, or, about that because the, the idea
1: burnout on its own is its own pandemic. <laughs> There's like, so I am also ideas yes. person. I'm a visionary entrepreneur. If I could. Have it my way. Every day I would just show up and have a new idea and then someone else would take it and run with it. Like that would be my <laughs> dream business. <laughs> like, What's your human do. design? Right. My human yeah. design is a manifester. Me too. I'm yeah. a manifester. I'm like, I swear so I'm talking right to, to a initiate. fellow manifester yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here to initiate. And if anyone hasn't done your human design, go do it because it's a permission slip to be who you are. And once I learned my human design and I really dug into my human design this year, this was one of the biggest things that helped me manage my energy and be proactive about burnout. But back to the ideas before I scroll too far in the, in the human design section, um, the ideas part is like, I've learned to build an idea parking lot for myself And when an idea comes up and like my team actually is like, sorry, we're on idea timeout, you're actually not allowed to talk to us about any ideas. And they give me 90, like we have a 90 day timeout generally. So it's like, here's what we're initiating for the quarter, what we're doing for the quarter, but everything else you have to keep to yourself. (laughs) And so we just have a parking lot and... It's, I, it's it's in my phone and it's in my notes section. And I let myself have that creative burst where it's like, I just need to get it out and I'll put it down there. And, you know, when I look a month later, some, some of them are, what was that? What was I even thinking? And in the moment I'm like, that was a billion dollar. No, it was a $5 (laughs) idea. That was a $5 idea, not a million dollar idea. So giving it some
0: time, but also giving it some space really helps like take things out of your, out of your head. So I I love that I could be a lot more organized with my my idea parking lot because I'll have so many different documents going and it's so true like there's been times where I'm like oh my god this is it it's game changing this is gonna revolutionize people's lives in the world yeah. and then I look at it again and I'm like what was I what what was that so um it, it is interesting though human Not- design I I'm getting into it more and I'm actually really excited. I'm um, interviewing someone next week on the podcast about human design, but I've had people say to me, they're like, there's no way you're a manifester because you go nonstop and i'm like oh this is probably why i've been burnt out because my nature is like there's the big bursts of energy but now i know that i need a lot of downtime mm-hmm. and i think i've known mm-hmm, that for right. a long time but i resisted my nature and i made myself wrong for that and so over the oh, last man. like over the years i have i have like you know i i feel like i've been in tune enough with my work cycles to know that I need rest and then the big creative projects can come through and I work on things and especially with the client work I do. But man, like just accepting these certain things about myself has been a whole journey in and of itself. And then learning how to leverage it and surround yourself with the right people. Because yeah. I think that burnout can come from setting ourselves up for burnout and for failure when we're, you know, maybe working in ways that aren't aligned with our true nature and then maybe not hiring the right people or surrounding ourselves with with the team who can support like we're all complementary and supporting each other yeah absolutely trying to do it all yourself is such a, a
1: such a burnout move and i mean that's it's uh, it's unavoidable especially if you're a business that's just starting out um yeah. it's it's you know when you're wearing all the hats you're also playing in areas that aren't your strengths When we learn what our strengths up and we can learn how to turn our, our strengths all the way up and not focus on our weaknesses, but instead build team and structure and systems around us and having, like you said, like the right people at, at your table and the right people supporting you. That's when you can really learn to thrive in that sustainable, responsible way and how you can free up time to give yourself the permission to rest because rest isn't something that we're like deserving of rest is necessary. Yeah. If you want to be creative, if you want to think innovatively, if you want to show up with presence, uh, all those things come with giving yourself time, uh, to regain your energy, to get clear, to regenerate all, all those things. I mean, so it's so, so necessary
0: in turning, turning those strengths up. Here's the question that's coming to mind when you went first of all, like, I love how you said, I realized I wasn't a failure, the business was a failure. So I just want to presence that because I had, I, I mean, I've started things before and, and then it's like, Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Everybody mm-hmm. saw that it was a flop. And it's like, actually, not as many people notice as you thought. <laughs> and once you get through it, you realize how the growth and there's so many lessons in there along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I love the way you said it's so smart. You're not a failure. The business was a failure. And in failures, you're always learning. So there's so much good. And so after that experience, when you decided to build and create the ACE Collective, what were some of those key takeaways and learnings that you took from that experience and started to implement? Because it seems like the ACE Collective is growing really fast. Mm-hmm. And so how have you, and yeah. you're right, we all have to hustle, um, but I'm really curious to know what were some of those big key takeaways that you had taken from your previous entrepreneurial experiences and worked to build a sustainable, responsible system with the ACE Collective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to take this beyond the, you know, the Instagram quote of like, you know, failures are just lessons. And like, yes, I, I realize they are. That is absolutely true. And if you're someone that's listening to this and you're like sitting in that right now, you might be still sitting in that air, that space of like criticizing or doubting or beating yourself up a little bit about it. And know that honestly, failure is an option. Like, failure is an option. And, I can speak from so much experience with this of like falling on my face and being a creator is so vulnerable because you're putting things out there and people are seeing it. And like, whether it's a failed Instagram post or a failed campaign or a failed business idea or a failed partnership, like it hurts. It hurts, right? Because you're putting time and energy and our energy is this mm-hmm. like finite resource, right? So so just know that like I see you and trust that on the other side of this, when you decide to get back up and pick yourself up and go, that it might not make sense now, but it will. It will one day. And when I decided to finally pick myself up, and it was probably six months that I sat in this, um, in this area of isolation and self destruction. Honestly, I was not treating myself well after this. I, you know, that that look in the mirror of like, oh, you suck. Like you've let everyone down. Like the voice in my head was just like, you'll never create again. You peaked too early. I I can't believe you did this, but you know, it was, it was not, it was not nice. That inner critic was not nice. But when I finally did decide it was a snap conversation that I had had with a, with a mentor of mine and she simply challenged me on my values. And she just asked me what was important to me. And she said, you know, what are your values? I'm like, I don't, like no one's asked me that before. And I started naming off a couple things and, you know, we were sitting in a meeting and she passed uh, a stack of post-its to me and she gave me a Sharpie and she said, start writing them down. And so I started writing things down on that pack of post-its. And I, eventually on the wall, like I looked around, I was like, community, being real, integrity, growth, making things happen. Uh, all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, those are the things that are important to me. And when I saw the values on the wall, I actually realized why my business failed. And it was because I was so out of alignment with those values. I wow. was operating from a place of fear, I was operating from a place of scarcity. I had a 75K a month burn rate, and I had no idea how I was gonna make that happen. Like there was a team of four people, it was a hard, Hard deadline on that print magazine. And I was the CEO, the salesperson, the janitor, the admin, and I was pounding pavement literally trying to push towards that number. And so in the back of my mind, I wasn't even caring about the, why I started the original purpose of that, which was to still tell stories, to share these beautiful stories and works and creative and to make an impact and make people's lives better. That's, that wasn't on my mind every day. What was on my mind every day was make that number. And that is not motivating for me. So the biggest lesson that I took from from that experience when I decided to start over was alignment in values mm-hmm. and making decisions from a place of heart, purpose, vision, what energizes me? Like those are, you know, our our brain can be in scarcity or it can be in abundance. True. We're either in fear or creation, fear or creation. And so think about where are you right now? Have you given yourself the opportunity to tap into creation mode to tap into abundance? Or are you really just hustling and pushing and forcing and trying to control to make something happen? Yeah. So when I removed that structure of scarcity and fear and control and, and forcing an outcome that I didn't even really want, it opened me up to doing something in more uh, in in a more aligned way, and honestly, it came together so quickly. Within six months of me starting that brunch series, because I was operating from this place, uh, this beautiful place of creation and alignment in my values, and I was communicating those values, people were showing up left, right, and center. Of like, I want to help you. I want to get involved. Oh my god, I really, really, I resonate with you so deeply. I had people all across the country wanna volunteer, want to like, oh, I have five friends I want to invite to this thing. And the next thing I knew, you know, we went from a Calgary-based brunch to being in six cities and having six brunches activated in six Canadian cities all at once. And honestly, that was me just aligning with that value that I have of community and connection and going for it.
0: How? That's so inspiring. And there's something so powerful that comes from alignment and clarity around values. And I want to speak to values a little bit more because I know I was introduced to values and what they are when I first moved overseas. And so that would have been about 11 years ago. And it was a team retreat. And we were going through this Tony Robbins exercise. And for me, it was the first time that I actually ever thought about that in that way. I think before I would, the younger me would have valued family would have been there, friends, which is still important, but then there probably would have been more surface level things. Mm -hmm. But there is something so powerful about when you align with your values. And so for you, it seemed like that came through really quickly. Do you have any tips or advice for people who are listening to this, who are saying like, oh, what are my values? Mm -hmm. How did you tap into that innate knowing so fast?
1: Yeah. And there's a big difference between knowing your values and living your values as well. Oh yeah. So exactly. I want to just I want to just use your example that you just shared first and you just said, you know, family. Okay? So a lot of people say that family is their values. So if I asked you to tell me a story about how you're living in alignment with your value of family, check in, can you? And so an example of that is, oh yeah, I'm living my my value of family because Every Friday, I have a non-negotiable family dinner and it's always in my calendar and I never miss it. Or Saturday, I take time out of my uh, in- email inbox and I go offline and my family and I always do you know, a family date day or something like that. How to check if you're in alignment with your values, if you can make it come alive, if you can tell a story about how you are living in it. Uh, If health is your value, where does it show up on your priority list? How are you prioritizing your health every day? Do you fill your cup first or are you jumping into work? Right. So, so we can say our values, we can, we can say, oh, yeah, that's what's important to me. But unless we're really living it every day, it might be, it might be an opportunity. To dig deeper, ask a couple questions. And our values can be aspirational, they can be the things that we want to live our lives our life by and Mm -hmm. the virtues that we want as our guiding principles. Um, However, we must be relentlessly protecting those things and making decisions from it. Your values become like your decision-making committee. They're sitting around the table saying, should you do this or should you do this? Well, let's check in. Does it align with my values? Yes or no. Is it giving me the life that I aspire to have? Is it filling that, that bucket or that cup for me? Yes or no. Um, and then it becomes really clear and easy to to say yes or no to things. And that can really keep us off the hustle and the burnout train, right? As if we're making yep. alignment. As far as finding your values and getting clear on your values for the first time, I'll include something in the show notes for you because I've got a little PDF that someone could have. Um, and it just has a whole bunch of words on it. And it's really simple actually, you know, just looking at a, at a list of words and going through and we want to do process of elimination. So you go highlight all the ones that it resonate with you and then you go s- sort through them and say, okay, well, these ones actually kind of feel like the same. I'm going to put those together. Um, and then you want to come up with you know, maybe five or six and then see if you can whittle that down. And the more that you can provide these like values alive stories and examples, the more you know, oh yeah, that's it. That's the one. Uh, I often see a lot of businesses try and have too many values and that becomes a struggle to you become burnt out trying to live all your values, right? So less is more. Because the more you can really, really lean into them and live in integrity with those every day, the more aligned your life is going to feel. So just looking at the list, picking the ones that feel good, and then practicing them, putting them to work every day.
0: I love that. And you're a mind reader because as you were going, I'm like, health, health is a value of mine. And it can be so slippery. I love getting outside and going for walks and just unplugging. And that's a way that I can recharge and, and it does help balance Mm -hmm. burnout and it's raining in Vancouver. And all of a sudden I realized it's been about a week and a half. I'm like, I miss this. So after this it's pouring rain, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm going out because that's something that Mm -hmm. makes me feel so good. And I value my health and I value taking care of myself. And it totally fell off. I, I will say like, I'm proud of myself for catching it and not beating myself up. Because we're yeah. human. And I know in the past, when I notice like, oh, all, all of a sudden I'm not doing something that's really important to me and that I value and that I know makes a huge difference in how I show up in my business, in my life, and in, in all these ways, I would beat myself up. And so it was so nice just to notice like, oh, I, I fell off the wagon, this slipped, and I'm going to get back outside. And then it's also having the conversation and being realistic. The weather has changed what can I start to replace that with that's going to be sustainable? And it's not like me having to like give myself this huge pep talk every time if it's like torrential downpours to get outside. So I'm like, yeah. okay, it's time to get my my bike trainer set up in my house and that's what I'm going to do. And, and then I can find new a new way to really feed that value. Totally. It doesn't have to be perfect,
1: right? Just because yeah. they're, like I said, they can be aspirational, but they're guideposts, they're check-in moments. And um, I do a weekly meeting with myself and and the, similar with the weekly meeting that I have with my team. We look at our values every week and okay. I ask my team every week to bring a story about our values and our business um, to the table. And we celebrate a win that is in alignment with those values. And when I'm doing my goal setting or my weekly check-in, I'm looking at those values and saying, okay, where am I prioritizing my health and my calendar this week? Where am I prioritizing my growth? right? And so I've got time blocks on Friday afternoons. It's my growth afternoon. And so that's when I'm doing my course or that's when I'm investing in learning or something to move myself forward, right? Because that's something I value. Mm -hmm, But there are times that we fall off and there are, you know, things change new, you know, hello, COVID, right? Like things throw us off our routine. And so it's just important to know that you have the opportunity and we have the opportunity to reset at any time that we choose. It's just being really, you know, really conscious of that and getting ourselves back on track.
0: Yeah. I love that. What are some of the things that start to show up for you when you aren't in alignment or when things start to get a little slippery are there telltale signs or maybe it's it's not personally with you but with people that you work with what are some of the common trends that you notice here there's a lot of like red flags i think that pop up that are
1: clues either from your body or Mm -hmm. you know from your from from your heart from your emotional self that are not to be avoided right simple things like you see a calendar invite pop up how does it make you feel in your body do you feel excited about it or are you resistant to it and then get curious about that why is it because you're not prepared or is it because you don't want to do this is it because you don't enjoy spending time with those people like get curious on the clues that your body is giving you text pop up you know events pop up all these things that are energy we we got to pay attention to how they feel and I think setting aligned goals and protecting yourself from burnout is not only, you know, thinking about your values, but also asking yourself the big picture questions of like, mm-hmm. if I'm saying yes to this, is this in alignment with the vision that I have for my life? How much energy is this going to take really? And mm-hmm. is there something else that is going to be sacrificed? If I say yes to this and that's something we often, I know, I know where I've gotten myself in trouble before is not, is saying yes too quickly, trying to people, please trying to, you know, be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a cool opportunity. I'd like to be involved. Sure. I see the potential of that without really checking in and saying, wait a second, how does this currently align with the vision I have for my life? The values that I currently set And my current flow, like, is this going to screw this up? You know, I, I, there's been many times when I've given a yes, that should have been a no, and then paid the consequence in my relationship or in my health or sacrificing my friendships. Right. Cause all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're working 16 hours a day and you're like, why did I say yes to this? Why? Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not saying no, what are you saying yes to? Yeah. And I think there's a lot there in alignment and avoiding burnout is looking at those red flags. If you feel like you hate your business, if you feel Mm -hmm. like you are apathetic towards anything that you're doing, you know, your work, this applies to everyone, not just entrepreneurs, right? But it's like, if you hate it, doing things that you hate is like the number one thing that is going to burn you out. It doesn't matter how much rest you get or how many face masks you do on the weekend or how much self-care you have. If you're doing things that you hate and if you are saying yes when you really should be saying no, or if you're just people-pleasing and appeasing, that is the fastest way to take yourself down the burnout path, right? Yeah. Boundaries. Oh, my God. Boundaries, alignment,
0: all of it. (laughs) Everything. It's all so related. And I love that you said like, when you're saying yes to something, it's kind of like, what are you saying to no,
1: no -hmm. to, and what are you
0: sacrificing? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm being reminded of a time thinking back to this um, client that I was working with like years ago. And every time, every day with like the one day I would have a lot of meetings and my stomach would just like when you said the meeting reminder, it's like I went back <laughs> to that time in my life and it was like, oh, this is uh-huh. not good. And then over time, every Tuesday, I would end up physically sick oh, I've got a cold today. Oh, all of a sudden my stomach's upset. I think I have the flu. It must be. I was getting 24 hour flus all the time. And it's like, no, your body is trying to tell you like, wake the F up. This is not aligned for so many reasons. And you know that. And I think if I'm being honest, there was a part of me that was scared to make a change there because there was a lot of attachments there for for like there's the personal relationships and and all these different things. You know, in some ways it wasn't black and white. But what I learned through this is that when I finally took this step in making the change, it was way more painful and way more difficult to live and stew in the misalignment than it was to just like it was that 20 seconds or that second of just deciding. And then when you're on the other side, there was so much freedom in that moment. There were still the difficult steps that had to be taken after the decision had been made. But no, it was difficult. It felt empowering and it was recharging me versus being on the other side of the fence where it was difficult and it was draining me. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things I learned through this is I'm a firm believer, like what's right for us will ultimately be right for someone else or for another business. Yeah. Because it's it's in what is in the highest alignment for everyone involved. And it's not good for anyone if you're staying in a relationship for the wrong reasons, or you're staying in a, a business partnership for the wrong reasons, or working on certain projects for the wrong reasons like it's just not good juju like there's there's 100%. another way to go about this
1: i love that you said this this is so powerful this has come up a lot lately actually mm-hmm. is we would prefer to stay comfortable i know in <laughs> things that actually are not good for us and things that we actually are not, like it's crazy we'd it's rather great. stay comfortable doing things that we that are not aligned, that don't make us feel good rather than take the courage to do the courageous thing and do something new. And our brain wants to keep us in this comfort zone, our ego, maybe our, our ego wants to keep us comfortable because it's safe there. So like, thank you ego for trying to keep me safe. Thank you. You have served me, but be, you know, like you said, like 10 seconds of courageous action could lead to a completely
0: different, more aligned, more powerful, more powerful experience. Yeah and naturally just more energy. It's not, it's like, there's there's different types of difficult. There's the difficult that drains yeah. and depletes, and there's the difficult that like builds you up and inspires totally. and empowers. And you're. it's so true though. Why do we not make the changes? It's, it's yeah, it's like our ego, it, it, its job is to yeah. keep us safe, you know? And yeah. so I love that you said like, thank you, and- Thank you, and thank you, next. <laughs> yeah, thank you, and yeah, bye bye Like This is craziness. Bye-bye. Um, yeah. And so I actually, so I'm just being reminded of this statistic that I pulled up on burnout before, before mm. we moved on. This is crazy. Between December 2020 and July 2021, so that's like seven months, seven or eight months, employees reported a 21% increase in burnout and a 17% increase in physical symptoms like muscle tension and fatigue. And basically people are not enjoying their work-life balance. There's more job Mm -hmm. stress. They're finding it more challenging. So to me, this is so interesting because obviously with COVID, there's been so many changes changes in the world. But then when we look at the job force and how people are working, all of a sudden people are coming online and working. Probably at home yeah. alone for a lot of the time. There's not the breaks throughout the day, like driving to work or driving to an yeah. office or spending time commuting. And there's the lack of that, the like in person connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what are some of the tips that you have for people who are spending more time on their computers than usual or they have? less social connection that comes when you are working in an office. What burnout advice do you have for people out there who are like, man, I don't know why I feel so exhausted all the time. Totally. And there's a lot of people that didn't even
1: believe in burnout before the pandemic. Like I've been talking about burnout for a decade and (laughs) I had friends that were like, Okay, but like burnout isn't really a thing. And then those same people came back to me and they're like, So I went to my doctor and they told me that I was burnt out. And, you know, it's just, we're all burnt out. We're emotionally burnt out. We're physically burnt out. Like we are, there's so many things that we've had to endure. Um, screen time is one thing, but like yeah. the stress, the distractions, the emotional labor, the holding energy for others and caretakers and us empaths that are, you know, taking on everyone else's things as mm-hmm. well. On top of that, not having the the typical outlets that we've had, like the fitness studios or being able to just go and enjoy in-person connection. Like all these things are adding up and there's tons of... You know, external flags and things like double calendar bookings and back to back Zooms and not, and sitting at your desk all day long, right? Feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. There's, we're all feeling it. I think that the ways to get out of it is, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing that I really actually want to like debunk a little bit um, on social media is this rise of like self care and, you know, take time for yourself and like rest, get your sleep. Do your face mask, all the stuff like yes, that is important. But if you are burnt out, you don't necessarily need more sleep. You need more joy. You I need more that. joy in your life. You need more connection. You need more inspiration. You need mm-hmm. you need to feel sub- like support of your community, right? And so, I think it comes down to little things that you can do. Sure, you could take a quick. 15 minute break and go walk around the block. Just something like that can switch your energy up. Um, and all these little things are going to add to the big things, right? How can you negotiate? How can you look at your calendar every day and say, okay, does that Zoom call need to be an hour long? Could we do mm-hmm. a 30 minute walk and talk? Um, is this really necessary to do? Could I could I actually prioritize myself first? you know coming back to those values are those values showing up in your calendar mm-hmm. and i think when we think about through the lens of not like all of this is happening to me but instead in the way of taking your power back and saying what is possible with the scenario that i currently have so for me it's typically a thousand tabs open um all of the calendar invites back to back zooms whatever and like last minute i've been known to just cancel a whole day cuz i'm like you know what This is negotiable. I'm not necessary. I'm not needed here. I'm going to delegate. I'm going to give something away. I actually, what I need today is to spend some time getting caught up on my work. What I need today is a joy day. I need to call up a friend and go hang out. I need to go spend some time with the dog at the dog park today. And so it's these little things. So, little steps, fresh air, hydration, movement, taking your vitamins. 15 minutes is all we need to switch up our mood. Right. But those things are only going to support you if you're doing the bigger work, which is looking at why you are burnt out. Yeah. How do you align with your values? How do you align with your vision? Here's a great thing. I don't know when this is going to publish, but as we're recording this, this is the end of November. And this is something that I am committed to doing uh, right now. And I do it at the end of every quarter. It is an energy audit. I love the energy audit is literally going through the calendar and saying, what am I going to stop doing? What am I going to start doing? And what am I going to continue doing? What do I want less of? And what do I want more of? And I'm looking at this through the lens of what brings me joy, what excites mm-hmm. me, what energizes mm-hmm. me, what allows me to play in my strengths and what depletes me, what yes. drains me, who depletes me, yes. who drains me. What is the work? I just realized that in one of my businesses, I'm still accepting e-transfers and doing the uh, payroll and all of it. And I, I have an accountant and I'm like, wait a second how did I never delegate this? Like I dread this calendar invite or this calendar appointment that I have every two weeks. And I just called her yesterday. I'm like, I don't know why I'm still doing this, but can we, can we please solve this? And she's like, I have no idea either. Let me take this on. Like just noticing back in your body. How does it feel? Does it need to be done by me? Does it need to be done? <laughs> Does it need to be right. done now, or can we like delegate, defer, or you know get some support around it? So energy detox, uh, calendar, clean out—all of that is such a is such a powerful thing to do, especially if we're feeling burnt out. Don't yeah. do things you hate. Play in your strengths.
0: Stop saying yes. Everything. (laughs) It sounds so simple. In like when in theory, and when you're talking, and we're so aligned on so many things. I recently did an episode: time management versus energy management. Which team are you? I'm like, I'm team energy management, and I shared an energy audit. And so, Mm -hmm. it, it is so important to actually. Pay attention to what truly is fueling us. And one of the I have two taglines lines for the for the Glowjo because I'm like, it feels good. And so the first one is fuel your feel good. And yeah. I always want to inspire people. And the whole mission of the Glowjo is to help people live an aligned, fulfilling life through paying attention mm-hmm. to what truly fuels their feel good in the deeper sense. Yes. And I've gone through. I love that you said this. Like you can do all the face masks in the world, but if you're not looking at the problem and yeah. doing the the bigger work, nothing's going to change and I've totally been that person where I'm like, yeah, but my self-care. I'm doing so much self-care, but there was the huge elephant in the room that was yeah. de- depleting me and I was not willing or ready to because i think you can be willing to do something but not ready and yeah. vice versa <laughs> um and at that time i wasn't willing to make a change or not ready to make that change yeah. the second tagline is fuel your flow because uh-huh. i do believe in joy and doing things that make us feel good i naturally believe like we're going to be able to get into that state of flow and when our energy is balanced and when we're aligned and we can access those creative ideas and the inspiration and so what fuels your feel good? Hmm. Yeah.
1: I love, I love both those taglines so much. I think that's, that's amazing. What fuels my feel good? It's like the people, my influences are so important to me. And I think one thing I've noticed over the years is I get burnt out by conversations. I get burnt out by people that are like, judgmental and criticizing or complaining about shit and not actually Mm -hmm. doing anything about it. Like the people around you, there's that, there's the very famous saying, you know, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And I believe in that. And I also believe that there's you know, some people that are really important to have in your life. And I think it's really important to always have a coach around you, like someone that's going to champion you and mm-hmm. bring out the best in you. I think it's really important to have mentors around you, people that have opened the door before you and have paved that path before you. I think it's really important to have peers in your life that are in the trenches that know they, they might not be your friends, but like they're people that are living the same experiences as you every day. And that feeling of connection, um, that is, that is created from people that are like, Oh yeah, I see you. I've been there. I get it. Not feeling isolated and alone helps you also not feel burnt out, exhausted and alone. Um, having cheerleaders and champions, people that are going to support you unconditionally through everything, you know? And so I think who you're inviting to your table is really important. And for me, I find so much joy in a simple conversation with someone that sees me, acknowledges me, gets me, and is either, you know, challenging me with some, some feedback, like welcomed, constructive feedback, or someone that is, championing and advocating for me and wants to see me win. Um, So that really fuels my flow. And then aside from that, non-negotiable energy uh, routines and rituals every day. And to me, that right now looks like uh, journaling every single morning. I check in with myself like how am I feeling this morning? What's on my mind? What is my intention for today? And uh, I just recently listened to an awesome podcast with Mel Robbins and her new book. I yeah. think it's called High Five or something. I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> oh, so good. Love Mel Robbins. Yeah. But I took her question and it's posted. post-it that's on my, on my mirror in the morning, but I journal it out every morning too. And it's just, what does she need from me today? And that changes every day. I, I haven't been, I don't think it's uh, necessarily, you know, sustainable to say, this is the exact order I'm going to do my morning routine in every single day. It's going to change how your body is feeling, the energy that you have. Some days you can do a 60 minute workout. Some days you can do a 15 minute walk. Right. Um, but asking myself that question every morning has been really powerful. And, Some days it's, you know, today I just need mindful movement. Today I need a little bit of space to think. Today I need to read. Today I need to cancel a couple of Zoom calls. Today I need a really great friend. Today I, you know, just like simple questions that are are changing every day. So I'll journal that out. Uh, I'll have a little lemon water sometime with my dog and whatever my body is asking for for movement (laughs) and then coffee. And then I check in before. You know, the old me used to get right into it, get right into work, get right into responding to what life Mm -hmm. was throwing at me, responding to problems, responding to fires, responding to what everyone else needed to me from me. And now I have boundaries. My phone doesn't come into my room. My phone is downstairs. I have an alarm clock.
0: And I don't
1: even approach those problems until I've filled my cup first. Cause if I can't, if my cup is not filled, I've got nothing to give and it's going to breed resentment for what everyone else needs from, from me. And I'm going to be the last person on my priority list, which is not good for anyone. So morning rituals and the people and
0: influences in my life are, they, uh, they fuel my flow. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I've become more flexible with my morning routine to be realistic and to realize that every day I need uh-huh. something different. And so honor that. And yeah, I love Mel Robbins. I love her mm. work. Her book is amazing so far. And like good for you for, I've wanted to do the whole, my phone stays downstairs and I have an old school alarm clock in my room and I have not been able to do it yet. <laughs> and I'm it's telling you, I've I'm been coming into a year. Do. Wow! And coming up to a
1: year, my husband and I, uh, around Christmas last year, we made this commitment, and we we got an Amazon uh, Amazon Dot or Alexa, yeah, uh, Amazon yeah. Dot, yeah, and it's wonderful because right before bed, it's just like Alexa, play ocean sounds, and then Alexa, set my alarm for six a.m. or whatever, and you talk to it, and then in the morning, the alarm goes off, and you're like, Alexa, play meditation music, and
0: nice.
1: <laughs> Alexa just does it. That's great, and <laughs> it's. Um, it's a complete game changer. The first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of your day, the mm. thoughts that you have are so important and make them be yours, no one else's.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, you're so wise. (laughs) This is such an incredible conversation. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared today so openly and generously. And honestly, I I can't wait to re-listen to this and just make (laughs) make lots of (laughs) notes. And I feel like there were a lot of incredible reminders that Mm -hmm. I needed as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you. And thank you for the work that you do and everything you shared. It's just amazing. Thank you for the opportunity
1: to share. It's honestly a pleasure. And I love connecting with you. And I know we've got lots of seeds that we're already planting of, you know, (laughs) future conversations to have and collaborations for the ACE community and all that. And, you know, like I said, the people I surround myself with are so, and when I meet people like yourself that are just aligned and doing aligned work, I'm like, I'm all in. So Let's continue to do this work and help more people live in their purpose and live in alignment and surround themselves with positive influences that help them tap into flow. Because I think that world peace starts with like one of us at a time. And it's about finding that inner peace and um, inner peace and alignment. And it can have such a ripple effect in our lives and our communities and our businesses. So
0: Yeah. I love that. It chills all over. Where can people find you? Because I feel like everyone's going to want to follow you, learn more from you and yeah. Absolutely. I'll provide a link for the values resource that I I shared
1: with you in the show notes. So if anyone is interested in doing some values work, for sure. Um, My community is a closed door application because we have small intimate groups right now. So if you're interested in Uh, learning more about that, you can go to the acecollective.com or you can follow us on Instagram for fun memes, quotes, quizzes, all that good stuff at the Ace Collective. My personal Instagram is at Mandy Ballack. um, And I share lots of tips on energy and routines and boundaries and uh, leadership and all sorts of things there. Um, And then we have a in person rise conference coming up April twenty first, twenty second in Lake Louise. So oh, uh, it's going to be the first of our in person events coming back, and uh, really looking forward to that. So um, yeah, all that all that uh, good stuff is available on our website
0: as well. Awesome, and I'll make sure to link to everything you just mentioned in the show notes as well. So um, and Lake Louise, beautiful place, where yeah, to awesome. come back with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Got a party Do in the in Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love it. Well, thanks again for joining us. And I i can't wait to get this episode out. I'm going to get it. I'm bumping it up. I'm going to get it up. It up. <laughs> we need energy management more than ever. Yes. I love it's it. true. It's oh. so important. Okay. Well, have a good one. Thank you so much. Bye. So what did you think? Wasn't today's episode incredible? I know it's personally exactly what I needed to be reminded of as we come to the end of 2021 and move into 2022. It's more important than ever for us to be living in alignment with our values. I truly believe when we are in tune with our values and when we are making decisions from an aligned place, we benefit, our businesses benefit, our careers benefit, and everyone in our life benefits as well. And when you start leading your life this way, you're going to encourage and inspire the people in your life to lead a values-driven life as well. And it's going to be this positive ripple effect, and the world needs more positive now. So here's your Glojo mission of the week. Head on over to the show notes and download the values PDF that Mandy so generously shared. Download that and set aside time. Maybe it's half an hour of you time where you can read through this and you can look at those words and you can start to get really, really clear on what are your values. And then after you do that, I want you to take it one step further. I'm inviting you to be really, really honest with yourself and take a look at where are you living in alignment with your values and where have you gone a little off track? Like I shared in the episode, I value health and the last couple of weeks that has slipped away. My routines there have really, really fallen off track and I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I am going to do something about it. It's pretty obvious when we're doing things that support our health and when, and when we're not doing those things. Some of the other, val- some of your personal values might be a little trickier to identify. So just commit to being honest with yourself and just know the more honest you are, the easier it's going to be to identify those next steps and those next action steps for you to take to come into alignment. I absolutely love that Mandy said she does this on a weekly basis with herself and with her team making sure that her values are scheduled into her calendar, making sure that they're reviewing the wins and where they've really been aligned with their values in business. This is something that I'm going to be bringing into my personal routine as well. Mandy has really, really inspired me to get super clear on my personal values, the values of the Glojo, and making sure that I am living in alignment with them and that they're getting the time they deserve in my life. So I'd love to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram and connect with me at the Glojo and at Leanne Colal, and let me know what really resonates with you from this episode today. And if you're willing to share your values, please do. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to learn more about you. One of the reasons I've created the Glojo is to create a safe space for people to feel comfortable getting in tune with who they are and expressing more of that. So Here's your opportunity to be aligned, be proud of your values, and share them with a supportive community of like-minded people. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe or follow the Glojo podcast so that your episodes are waiting for you every Tuesday. If you've enjoyed this episode, one of the biggest honors you can give a podcaster is to share this with a friend or loved one or family member. Word of mouth is just one of the biggest compliments. And of course, leaving a review, I would love to hear from you. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review there and tell me what you loved about the show. All right, that's all for now. Have a wonderful week ahead and I will see you next week in the Glojo.